0: It's a hit. That is for sure, like a hidden gem in New England. Like probably the best it's my, one. My,
1: it's cur- currently my favorite New England course.
0: I would, I would agree. King Wolf Creative presents Pints and Putts, a podcast for golfers and craft beer lovers, hosted by Burke Cullinane and Justin Bedard. This is Pints and Putts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pints and Putts. On today's track, we're going to do kind of like a little recap on some cool golf courses that we've been playing, as well as maybe talk a little bit about Oktoberfest.
1: Yeah, some may even call it a freestyle.
0: All right, Justin, what do you want to talk about first?
1: All right, so let's talk about Pints and Putts Oktoberfest first, because uh, we launched registration last Friday, so you can sign up. For that at pintsandputs.gov. Um, and just follow that to the registration page for the Pints and Putts Oktoberfest, which we will be holding on Monday, October third at Manchester Country Club. So
0: have we talked much about like I know we've mentioned it like a little bit here and there on the podcast, but we have have we actually like really? No, talked no, about and that's what yet? I want
1: to get into because we have not talked about, you know, format. We have not talked about kind of really anything about it i think we've been just teasing it out at this point so um we're definitely yeah. definitely looking forward to this event like we've been talking about doing this for i don't know how long and we've uh we've had you know it generally set up but we finally got the details finalized and everything so that we could launch registration so i mean i'm i'm super excited and everyone that so far uh has reached out about it, it sounds like They're super excited about it as well. So I think it's going to be a real, real good time. Um, So why don't, why don't you, why don't we start with the format? Why don't you get into the format a little bit?
0: Yeah. So we're going to do, it's going to be teams of four. So you're going to have to build your own foursome. um, And it's going to be a six, six and six format. So there will be a change every six holes. So holes one through six are going to be a shamble. I believe Then holes 7 through, what would that be, 13 are going to be uh, best ball. And then the final six holes will be a scramble. And uh, we're just going to pick the best gross score. There's no net, so that's why it's teams of four. Should be a really good time. I'm really excited to see what people are going to be shooting because we kind of set it up where the best ball is some of not I don't think it's like the most challenging holes per se, but it's the most demanding, you know, most demanding off the tee and the most demanding approach shots. So it'll be cool to see what these scores are on the inside six. And then it's always going to be cool to see what the scramble scores are going to be as well.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, the the best ball six, I don't think, you know, they're overly challenging, but it's definitely not the holes where you can just get up, grip it or rip it and go. Those holes are definitely exactly. tight, tighter out there. They're going to make you think your way through it a little bit more. And you know, uh for depending on where you start on the course, it could be the beginning of your round, and around, middle of your round. Yeah. But um
0: because we didn't mention it will be it will be a shotgun start. It will be
1: a shotgun start. So um those holes are gonna either I think make it or break it for people because you know, we can all put together some good holes on a scramble and even a shamble. Um but the uh, the best ball is I think what's gonna separate the winners from the crowd.
0: Yeah. I mean, Justin, you and I Played in the pilgrimage which if you guys haven't listened to that podcast episode highly recommend going back and checking that out and that was it was basically the same format right yep and we started on we started on best ball didn't we we did start on best ball yeah which like you know i feel like if i had my pick i wouldn't choose to start on best ball but there was only two of us i think maybe the outcome would be a little bit different if you had four players to kind of pick for from four different scores
1: yeah and i mean also like it was it was tough starting on best ball not only because it was best ball but because it was freaking cold and windy out too so you got like that you're not warmed up you're not loosened up like at least you know october 3rd it should be a nice beautiful warm day so no matter where you're starting on the course you know hit a couple balls on the range to warm up and you should be good to go from there yep Um, so
0: then what that would be hole seven hole seven's like a good best ball starting hole if you if if you start on seven yeah if Um, you if you're starting on
1: seven seven's a seven's probably um seven with the exception of nine seven's probably the most open hole on the best ball holes
0: yeah i would i would yeah for sure 100 percent um it's also interesting, too. I don't know if you realize this, but the best ball holes have the most par threes. They have There's two par threes on that stretch of six holes.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. I like that.
0: So that's something that, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I was, like, kind of thinking about it. I was like, all right, what is what is going to be the best way for, like, to, like, you know, scramble, whatever. Everybody can just go pick the best shot. And I feel like on a par three... It's cool to have a score that is a best ball and if we can if we can manipulate the golf course in a way to where like okay we get the most amount of par 3 scores from best ball. I just think that's kind of cool, you know.
1: Yeah, and we set it up for, you know, the par 5s are all playing on either scramble or shamble, so you're going to be able to get up yep. there and absolutely just try to rip your freaking drive because you got four to choose from.
0: Let's talk about the breweries that are going to be out on the golf course. Yeah.
1: So part of the whole Oktoberfest, you know, traditional Oktoberfest, it's beer. So we're bringing the beer, the pints part (laughs) into the pints and pots on this. Um, We're going to have breweries out on the course that are going to be doing tastings. Um, So far, the breweries that we have announced and we're working on adding some more to the list. But Amherst Brewing is going to be there. Um, Colorblind Brewing and Back East Brewing. Um, we'll all be out there giving you taste of their beer and you know engaging with you guys out on the course Um, we have not quite fully mapped out which holes those you'll be on but we will announce those as it gets closer and we kind of set that up Um, so definitely check that out Uh, if you're unfamiliar with any of those breweries I think we've Posted up beers from all of their breweries on the Pints and Putts page, and if not the Pints and Puts page, check out the King Wolf Creative Instagram page because we we love beer from all these guys and we regularly consume it, so it should be a treat for yeah, you guys for
0: sure. I definitely do. I there there definitely should be something from each one of these breweries. There now that I'm thinking about it, there may only be. Um, back east stuff on king wolf but yeah that'd be it. wrong but um, we also no, like because
1: i think we did uh we did that heftones beard a week i believe that's on pints oh yeah,
0: yeah 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 you're right yeah which would that would be a great great beer for this tournament but we're, we're hoping that we can get some obviously Oktoberfest beers going for this tournament um you can also listen to the podcasts we've done we've done one with back east which i think is like maybe our fourth or fifth episode i think and it's, then it's five, uh we yeah. had jake from yeah, okay. And then Jake from Colorblind, he came on as well, like very early on. Um, probably get the guys from Amherst on at some point. We did play. remember in, in between nines? That was yes. like an old kind of series we used to do on YouTube. So if you go to the Pine and Puts YouTube, you can watch us playing golf on a par three golf course with Caleb. It's it's pretty comical, honestly.
1: And you can also check out. Uh, we did a collaboration. Video with um, Colorblind yeah. and Amherst. So you yeah. can check that out up on our YouTube page as well. That was cool. Those guys are a lot of fun. And uh, I think they're going to bring a lot of fun out to the golf course as well.
0: Anything else you're stoked about for Oktoberfest? Um,
1: the food. We got a f- yeah. full out Oktoberfest buffet for you guys afterwards for the dinner. We're going to have a grab and go lunch before. Um, but the dinner afterwards, you know. True Oktoberfest fashion. We're gonna have some some of the favorites out there. So that should be an absolute blast. The food at the hollow is awesome. And uh I know they're gonna absolutely kill it with the food.
0: Thousand percent agreed. I think I think it's gonna be a tournament that you're on honestly like not gonna wanna miss. Like it's gonna be it's going to be pretty cool, right? Breweries on the golf course. We got the Oktoberfest buffet. We're going to have some on-course games, too, which we really haven't talked about too, too much. And I don't know, do we want to talk about it, or do we want to kind of save that I, for time? I think let's, time?
1: let's save that. As it gets closer, we'll kind of start teasing out more and more of that. But uh, I, I think right now we'll fo- we'll focus on the beer, the food, and the format.
0: Is there anything else you want to talk about for Oktoberfest? Oh,
1: Um, yeah, as far as sign-ups go, just so that everyone knows, when you sign up, you're going to put down your foursome, your the names of all your groups and your foursomes. Um, it's set up so that you can pay individually, but you can also add all four people or add four items to your cart if you yeah, want to pay four for tickets. everyone at once. That w- Yeah, four tickets to your cart. Um, and we will be sending out emails, so if you do sign up, individually with your people's name. We will send you reminder emails if we don't have registrations from all of you guys. Um, but we figured just to make it easy, we put it out there so that everyone can register on their own, pay on their own, so that they don't have to worry about Venmo and sending money back and forth. Yep. But if you, do wanna, if you do wanna pay for them all at once, like we said, just add four tickets to the cart and you'll be good to go from there. Yep. But the most important thing is just just make sure you get all your names of your foursome into the um the submission box in there so that we can keep track of it, get you registered and be all
0: set from there. Especially if you're signing up individually, that's like very well, I mean regardless, put the names of your full team, but especially if you're signing up individually, that way we can kind of match individual sign-ups and find the foursomes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like if um if you're signing up and you're just paying for a foursome and you're figuring out who your foursome is, it's not a big deal if you want to just put it as your foursome for now, but you got to make sure that you get us the names over before the that time comes. Yep.
0: Do you think that's good for Oktoberfest? I think that's I think that's about it for Oktoberfest. All right. Um so we've been playing some kind of cool golf courses. Some golf courses on yeah on the list, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we've checked we checked off a couple in the last couple months, so that's good.
0: Did you want to talk about those at all, or
1: yeah? So, um, so first course that we've played to kind of check off the list this year was the ranch, and I don't did we kind of briefly discuss this on a previous episode? I don't remember. Yeah,
0: I think I think we I think we did. I don't really recall exactly what was said or how much was said about it um but yeah i know we talked about it at some point
1: yeah so those of you unfamiliar um with the ranch it's kind of like one of those legendary courses up here in the you know new england area uh it's in southwick massachusetts and it is very very much known for its ski slope-esque um, holes Wasn't that it are one out hole there called, a literally apart-
0: called like the ski slope I think or Mongols I, or yeah, something yeah I think that
1: Yeah, something like that um, and like honestly like you stand on that T box and you look down that hole and you're like this could totally be a ski slope it's straight down that hill um, so it's a very very cool course um, it's got I would say like it's got a good variation of like different holes like you got that you know that linksy very open field desk area over by the clubhouse where you got the beginning at a front nine you got the beginning at a back nine Mm -hmm. Um, but then you got you know some of those more traditional new england tree line narrow holes when you get up there especially through you know the neighborhood and everything because it is built into a neighborhood up there, which is pretty cool. You know, you got houses kind of dotting around and all those houses are very cool to look at while you're out there playing. Yeah. Um, but overall it's just, it's a, it's a freaking cool course.
0: I know. I think I've said, I've, I've definitely said this. I don't know if it was on record, but like houses on the golf course for me are, are a little bit of a turnoff. Um, and I kind of like, I, figured that out or like learned that i don't love that when we played mid-south last year and but the ranch is is built a little bit different where some of the holes aren't even near houses at all and i think the whoever designed the golf course or designed the neighborhood or whatever they did a really good job of making you not necessarily feel like you're playing inside of like a neighborhood you know what i'm saying like don't get me wrong there are some holes where you do have to drive through the neighborhood and the whole the some houses are on holes but overall for the most part it's not like overbearing do you know what i'm trying to say
1: yeah it's not resort golf so you don't have you don't have holes that are completely lined with houses all the way around in like a resort-esque like if you're thinking you know down mid south a perfect example it's a great or like example. a florida golf course where it's yeah, all the florida way golf, around yep. um a course like it's not it's not that it, people's backyards aren't you know right up against the holes and it's not 10 feet from their fence line to their back door like it's it's nothing like that um but it is definitely intertwined you know it, it really honestly reminds you of a like a, a ski mountain where you have it does houses it does. slightly off of the different trails all the way around like it really really is set up where it could have been either or it could have been a ski mountain or it could have been a golf course yeah it to- like it totally so, totally could that's pretty been.
0: cool yeah like a small little ski yeah. resort you know
1: yeah like the you know it's just like a little local mountain like it totally could have been that
0: um so. That golf course and the other golf course we're going to talk about as long as well as a few others We're going to be putting some videos out on the Pines and putts YouTube channel So keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll talk more about the ranch. Do we want to talk about crumpin? Actually, befo- hold on. Sorry before we go to crumpin I wanted to know where the ranch stood in your in your scheme of like ratings As far as like new england golf courses before playing crumpin and whatnot like How did you? Like, yeah. What? What were your thoughts on the golf course? How did you like it? Because I don't think we really talked about that at all.
1: It was. It was. So I have. You know, I've been hearing about the ranch, Ben, for literally all of my life. Hadn't played it. I had done like a drive, chip, and putt there when I was a kid, but never actually played the course. Um. So it was. It was really good to finally play it. I had a lot of expectations going into it. And um, overall, I think it pretty much met all of the expectations. Conditions were great. Um, It is a very challenging course. And it's a cool layout. Um, I think there are definitely other New England courses for the money that I would much rather play but um overall i think it's a course that everyone should play at least once and form their own opinion on without a doubt
0: yeah i mean yeah i i pretty much agree with with all that you know i this is this uh would be my second time playing the golf course the first time i played it like two years ago i just went by myself i found like a deal online um Little did I know that, that I got the deal because the greens had just been aerated. So that was kind of uh, interesting. Mm. But And it was, like, not a great day. Like, it rained all day, basically. Um, but I, I, I honestly, like, that day really enjoyed the golf course. And I ended up shooting, I think it was, like, my low round uh, at that time. Um, so, you know, that, that golf course kind of held... A special place in my heart, and I do really love elevation changes. So obviously, those those couple par fives that, like Justin mentioned, are literally sleep, uh, ski slopes, basically. And then also, I I do admire like a linksy feel as well. So like you kind of get the best of both of those kind of at this golf course. You get a few of the linksy style feel holes, and then you get these crazy elevations, and then you know you do get some of those like classic more New England wood lined in the woods holes and i do i do like the variation of it i will say that i do feel like um you know it like you kind of said justin like there are golf courses out there that you could play for a better value that i would rather play i do think yeah it is uh, a bit pricey but to a degree like like we mentioned the conditions are really, really good. And also it is a very challenging golf course. And I'm sure that the maintenance on that golf course is not cheap. So yeah, that's kind of, I, I kind of agree. Um, but I do just to add a little bit more about like why I do like the golf course is because of the difference in the variation in the course design.
1: Yeah. I think one of the coolest things about that course is how much land it covers because the way that it is uh, number one it's not a course to walk you don't No. you don't hell walk no that course. hell no um and that kind of goes back to how much land it covers because it is interspersed throughout that neighborhood like that course goes way the hell out there and way the hell back like you are you are traveling between holes you're going through uh the neighborhood a couple times and i think that that part of it's really really cool um I think that's probably kind of my favorite part is it is like truly going on an adventure when you're out there because you're yeah. really covering some ground getting out through there. Um, so that's that's probably my favorite part of that course is just like, you you know, it's an experience. You go out there and you're you are not coming back to the clubhouse for a while.
0: Is there something that you wanted to talk about about the ranch before we moved on from it? Or was that kind of it? Um,
1: what do you... Do you... Is there a standout hole like one... One favorite hole?
0: Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, what the part? The par five sixteenth is a really, really cool hole. Um, yeah, that that is like talk about ski slope and moguls like that. That one is definitely that, yeah. right?
1: Um And you got that you got that pond down there yeah. at the bottom. But
0: I feel like that's kind of a cliche dream. answer almost, you know? Like I, I like part of me doesn't want to say that because I feel like I think that's kind of like one of their signature holes. Yeah. Um I don't know. I didn't I didn't think about this. I <laughs>
1: I think 18 is a freaking phenomenal finishing hole. I think that that hole is probably underrated. If there was one thing I'd say about the ranch, I'd say it probably has the uh, one of the best stretches of finishing holes. 16, 17,
0: 18 is a great way to finish the golf course. I have I have more of a solid answer to that question and I think it it kind of comes down to like a stretch of two holes. And those two holes are 3 and 4. I really like three because three it, it makes you think a little bit more. Three is the
1: shorter par four that slightly bends to the left.
0: Yeah, after that really short par four that like is literally just like a ninety degree angle.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought.
0: Yeah. So I like I like that hole because it's like it it's two really good shots, right? Like I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say driver is the play unless like you're just dialed in with your driver and you're hitting it dead straight. And then, so, like, for me, it was, like, a three wood and then I think, like, a six or a seven iron. Yeah. And you just, you're hitting, you're hitting into this, like, I wouldn't say dog leg, but kind of, yeah, dog leg hole, right? And it, like, slightly bends to the left and you have this elevated green that is just, like, if you miss, it's not going to be fun because if you miss left, you're hitting, kind you kind of want to hit almost like a flop shot because you're going to be above the, above the green and then... Uh, if you go right, you're going to be below the green. But then there's also cart path and then shit. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it, and it also just looks beautiful because you have those really cool, the cool bunkering on the left side of the hole. Like, basically, the whole, that runs the whole length of the hole, if, I'm, if I am correct. Is that right?
1: I don't remember. I remember bunkers being in the landing zone of where you would hit driver on the left. I don't remember running the whole length. I remember them being like maybe in the corner they're like in that yeah, corner yeah maybe it's not the whole line. yeah i think cuz you got the but it just looks go ahead you got those bunkers on the left in the corner to deter you from cutting the corner there and then you got bunkers over to the right past the fairway so that if you hit it oh too i didn't long even know there's there. bunkers there there's there's bunkers down over there and then you also cuz that's if i'm rem- rem- remembering right um like the the miss into that green is definitely a right miss because you have the most room over there. You but think you have more room, there's right? A bunker down there as well.
0: Short right is a miss. Short right.
1: Yeah, I mean, long anywhere on that hole's dead because you got. Yeah, well, the pin right was behind the hole. Long anywhere is not good.
0: And then, yeah, like I said, I really like I really like four a lot. Like I just I like that you had just played kind of like we said. Linksy holes for the first three holes, essentially, right? And then it just brings you into the woods. And it's a completely different hole than anything that you just played. And, um, you know, it it doesn't necessarily set up to my eye playing-wise because, like, I favor to hit a cut. And I would argue that that – you could definitely hit a cut, but I think maybe a draw is better, a better shot shape off the tee for that hole. But I just love – I just love the shape of the hole. Um, I just love – the way that it's cut out, and like I said, how it just like drastically changes, and then I also like uh, something really weird. Hey, Jesus! Something really weird is that I don't know. Some people might not think about, but like after you leave the tea in the cart, yeah, you kind of like meander through the woods very, very briefly and drive through like a couple trees. And I just, I don't know. I really like that drive. What well holes for? What does that look like? It's like that slightly dog-legged left hole. Oh, is that the
1: is that the one I think you and Tucker were both down the right side in those trees?
0: Yes. Okay. Or was it was it Tucker that was in the bunker?
1: Oh, maybe. Okay.
0: Yeah, because that's that that's that
1: hole that I think we determined it's OB down there over on the right, right? Like if you end up hitting it straight through the right side because there's like yards or something there.
0: Part of it was OB and part of it, like I think up to a certain point it was red stake. Okay. And then, yeah, once you, once you hit, like once the backyards came into play, then it was OB.
1: Yeah, because you had that clump of like fairly open trees down there that had a lot of grass in them where like if you hit into there, it wasn't necessarily dead. Like you had a decent window out. Yes. Okay. All right, yeah. I remember that hole. That was a cool hole. Yeah, both of those holes together, I mean, I usually hate when, like, holes kind of have a similar shape back-to-back where both of those were slightly kind of left-bending, but they were just actually, like, really complementary, and they were both kind of still on that uphill trajectory without being, like, straight up a hill, so we kind of, like, gradually kept bringing you up, but those were a good sequence of holes
0: there. I know. It's almost like the, like especially on the front right if like you start low yeah in elevation and then you and then the last hole you are like at the highest point on the front it's like almost like you're just gradually going uphill the whole time without kind of even really realizing it you know yeah it's like you it's like you take
1: the green trail on the way up and then you hit that black diamond coming yeah, down double the Yeah, double black coming down. <laughs> that's literally what it's like because like you you get that it's like the scenic route on the way up like you you yeah and then on the way back down it's just like boom you're back down at the bottom
0: yeah and i like i don't think the back is like is that like it i don't think it eases you in that much to the elevation i think it i think the elevation might be a little bit more there's a lot oh no
1: no i think there's a lot more elevation change on the back like it's a lot more dramatic up and down
0: I'm trying to think now because it's like if you think about ten, you're ten you're basically you're down back in the Lynxy field. Right. And then eleven you're you're heading back up again. And it's like I think I think that's all I mean, I guess you could argue that like maybe thirteen and fourteen right, fourteen and fifteen, I guess, there's more elevation than the other holes.
1: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think there's a lot more elevation because you go you go up fairly quick on the back and then you've got that last stretch of six holes that are kind of up and down and then you're down, down, down for the last like three. So like the three holes yeah. Leading, yeah, you're right. leading into 16, 17, 18 are kind of up and down and then that last three holes obviously you go down and then par threes down and then 18 you actually go back up and then down is
0: there anything else you want to talk about about the ranch
1: um no i i think it's definitely one of those things that everyone should check out um either play on the absolute perfect weather day or try and find a deal on it that would be my suggestions
0: i mean that should probably be the suggestion for any golf course right
1: No, but I'm just saying because like I do think that they are charging a premium for you to be there, and like as far as I'm concerned, like I think that price point on that course, like I think that they are absolutely maxing out what they can charge for that course. From a I can't specifically
0: remember what it costed, but I don't think it was too different from Crump and Fox.
1: No, and that's kind of what I'm basing it off of. I think value wise, you're not getting the same value the ranch where you get it at crumpin
0: well because you found out that if you booked basically like day of or day before you got a deal
1: yeah no but I'm just I'm just talking like straight up like rate to rate I think that and I guess this is our transition in a crumpin right now rate to rate I think that crumpin is a much uh better value and better course to play than the ranches and you know that may just be how I thought that course layout suited my eye or anything like that but like i think that there's more of an experience and you're left with more of you know a uh yeah an experience afterwards like you're feeling like an experience rather than you just played a course like the ranch was very cool it was very nice and everything but it didn't kind of give me that you know i will remember this course forever and the first time i played it and all that like i i I think that crumpin did a better job on the experience part
0: yeah, I'd agree. Do we want to talk about Crumpin' at all in Fuck this episode? Yeah. Let's,
1: or Let's go right into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what an unbelievable golf course, right? Like, I think that... I think... I I don't remember if I said this or I just said it in my head, but I feel like the layout of it is similar to a lot of these, like, blue-collar, backwoods, New England golf courses. Because yeah. it's, it's in the woods. Yeah. But it has, like, very... Like, the conditioning is phenomenal. The design is really, really well done. Like, I really don't feel like there's any hole that was necessarily out of place. You had mentioned maybe a couple here and there, but overall, like, just well designed. Very well done.
1: No, it, like, Crumpin had the feel of, like, it was created by a heavy equipment operator that had the eye of fucking Picasso. Like it was it was that that feel of like <laughs> well, some very well put it was that feel of someone just went out there and just carved the land out and made this golf course but they happened to just have the most specific perfect eye for that land on how to carve it out and just lay out that course so that no matter where you were standing it was a great view no matter where you were taking a shot from there was number one like different routes on if you were taking a more aggressive line, while there was also very, very easy, like, um, paths that you could take. There were safe routes everywhere. So it was like like finding that line, and I think that there's kind of something for everyone at that course, where you can be a occasional golfer that just wants to go play a really nice course. Like, you can go play that course, and there's no reason to be intimidating, because, No. With the exception of a few holes that may be like on the longer side for someone who doesn't hit a ball. And it's not a long course. So that's not what I'm trying to say. But like there is a few holes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can definitely like play tees that like suit your game. You know, there's like a good amount of options for tees. Right.
1: And it's like in with, with the options of tees and like the fairways are wider than I think your eye thinks off of the. T on a few holes like there it's definitely safe shots where if you're just focusing on just hitting it straight down the middle you can play it safe that way all day long if you want to it's not gonna it's not gonna lend to good scoring like that i feel like that's a course that you get heavily awarded for playing aggressively um but it's 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 a course that i think pretty much any player of any ability can go play and truly truly enjoy the design of
0: I will I will say just to, to to play off of what you just said where you feel like it's a course that um you know fav, like favors or rewards aggressive play, I think within reason, right? I think you need to know when to be aggressive and when not to be aggressive, right? And when you're not being aggressive, you need to be making a par.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that the I think it's a course that doesn't necessarily lead to playing aggressive off the tee it's a course that leads to playing aggressive on your approach shots into greens so i think it's a course that rewards the person who can play to a number and put yourself in a position to play aggressively into a green um yeah it's rather than it's rather than kind of position golf yeah yeah rather than you know someone who can just hit the ball a mile off the tee like that's not necessarily going to help you on a course and it's not a overly long course. It's going to be, you know, you, you can, you can play it a long ball off the tee, but it's not going to reward you by any means to the point where if you're much better playing to a specific position and playing it in from there, I think that that's, that's truly where you get rewarded on that course.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Like there's a couple holes where, I mean, I I didn't play very well. I played, like, fairly consistent on the front. Like, my consistent wasn't very good. But I think that I just made the wrong move, like, on almost every shot. Like, I just, like pulled the wrong club, like wasn't wasn't necessarily like really trying to think my way around that golf course. And that's kind of the hard thing. You know, we go out and we film these videos and like you're focusing on filming the videos. You're also like sometimes you don't even really care because like you're just enjoying the experience of this crazy, awesome golf course, you know, and it's like I definitely want to go back there and like play and just think about playing.
1: Yeah. I think that that's one of those courses that until you've played it like three times, um, you're not truly kind of getting the full layout and like where to play it and stuff. Like it's one of those courses that you will pick up on different nuances. And like, it's a course that plays very differently depending on where they put those pins because the greens are good size. They have a lot of undulation in them and there's a lot of protection to different pin spots so just because you play that course uh last week and you go to play it again if they have that pin on the opposite side of the green you're going to play that hole completely different than the way you did last week just because of how that course sets up
0: yeah especially like just to, to play more on that too like where you put yourself in the fairway and where the pin position is can totally change the hole like there's a couple holes that come to mind. Like, um, what was uh, what was it like? Uh, eight, six, I think this was it. Six, that sixth hole that was like two holes before the par five with the water. It was yeah, after the sixth first hole. Par five. Was that
1: uphill par four with the elevated green, you, um, dude? Dude, like right from where I hit
0: my there. tee shot, where for, from from where I hit my tee shot and where I hit the green, if the pin was on the right side of the green, my score would be different oh yeah but the pin was on the left side of the green and you know i i two putted no problem but like i i got in trouble off the tee like i was all day and you know caused me to make a bogey whereas like if the pin was on the right side and i hit that same shot i probably would have got up and down for a par
1: yeah or had a good chance at least those those greens um they're set up, I feel like, in a way where you can hit those greens from any angle, but hitting those greens from any angle does not mean that you know, you're know you going to even just have a routine two-putt because of how Dude. they're laid out, how they're shaped, and how large some of them are. A lot are.
0: of sliding, like, you know, a lot of sliders, too.
1: Yeah, very slippery. greens are The greens are quick. They roll super pure, um, but especially those side breakers are... Those get slippery like there's no there's no give me three foot putt on that course. I don't think even some of the uphill ones are moving more than you think that they do. Um, And it it really it's a it's a course to really, really pay attention to while you're playing because it can it can you can lose strokes quick on it um, by not like thinking your way through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Like, I I feel like I was I was the perfect example of that. And then and then I just kind of gave up and that doesn't help. And that's something that I'm I'm trying to work on right now with my game. And I did that yesterday and actually played halfway decent. Actually, no, no, I played really good on the back. Um, Different golf course, but. Yeah, not a golf course that you can just kind of, like, mosey your way around. You know, you can't just kind of, like, you can't slap it around if you're not hitting the ball well and you're not, like, making an effort to, like, play the miss or just, like, think your way around the golf course and think about, like, just doing your best to, like, work your way around. Here, I'm kind of rambling on. (laughs) No, but I think
1: you're trying to make a good point. Like, it's a course that I don't think you need to be, like, at your... Like I don't. It's not like there's a ton of force carries or anything. You don't need to be at no. at your peak as far as playing. You, you no, don't need to be
0: striking the ball amazing. You don't need to be striking the ball phenomenal. No, you just need to like.
1: You just got to think your way like, through. Like
0: thoughtfully play. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If you if you hit a like, bad shot, you can shot, slap it
0: around. Yeah. You can slap it around but you got to slap it around and play.
1: Yeah, if you if you hit a bad shot, you just have to be thinking about where to put yourself in position to make that next shot because I do think like it plays to being able to get out of a bad position very well and part of that is just that the conditions are so fucking phenomenal all the way around like the rough that day was it was long um and it was but it wasn't overly thick. So your ball was constantly like, if you're missing fairways, you weren't in a bad spot necessarily because you're walking up to your next shot, your balls kind of teed up on this longer grass, but it's not super thick so you can cut through it. The fairways were all freaking immaculate. So if, if you're a player who likes to move the ball around, like you're gonna have a ton of control out there. And the greens, although they were stupid fast, like they were very receptive where you could stick pins and you could put it in there and you could play a ball with a lot of spin into it and stop it on the green but you could also because they rolled so well you could lay that ball you know short at a hole and let that run up as well so it it really I think it was a course that set up for someone who wanted to play their approaches aggressively in and for someone who likes to kind of shape the ball around and get around some of the trouble or some of the um the interferences with getting to the pin positions. I think it really, really set up for
0: that. I will say there's a couple of pro shots that I like intentionally hit short and like didn't like, I thought I hit what I wanted to hit and it just did. It came up shorter than I thought, or it just didn't really like get enough gusto to trickle onto the green. And I will say after like talking to you after the round, like I wish that I was more aggressive, especially with my wedge shots. Like, I don't know why I wasn't being, aggressive i was just like i don't know playing defensive for no no real reason like i would definitely agree with you like i would go after some of those pins next time for sure
1: yeah and it's fun like that that was probably the most fun part of the day was those was hitting those aggressive shots into the pins and also just like like i said because the the conditions were so good you always had a good lie so you're able to you know walk up to a ball and be like, all right, so I got a bunker that's short left of this. For me, I'm going to hit a cut into this hole and have a good angle attack or on another hole, you know, I'm going to draw this slightly. And like, it was one of those courses that because the greens were so receptive and grabbed the ball, you could move the ball around and really, really play whatever shot shape favored into those holes, which was just so much fucking fun to play.
0: Any standout holes... Oh, well, obviously, but like what were your standout holes?
1: um I think if you don't say eight, there's just something wrong with you that that hole is obviously like one of their signature holes, but it's just like everything you think of when you think of like golf, you know, the big freaking pond down the left side trouble right, but at the same time if you were right into the trees, like there was some room and everything. Um, but I also on the back, the, um, the short par three over the water was a lot of fun. Whatever. What hole was that? 16? 16? Uh, I no, think 15. 15, 15. Yeah. 15. That was really
0: cool. Um, see i agree with you on eight like that is that is just such a gorgeous hole and like i would say that that is one of the tighter fairways kind of you know like or it just seems so it tight seems
1: because it's, perceived, it's an
0: intimidating yeah. T- yeah it's such an intimidating tee shot um because actually where your then,
1: ball lands like if you're paying attention to like the yardages and everything where your ball lands it the fairway actually gets wider there and like if you look I didn't realize that if you look down that hole like where you're going to be landing that tee shot at least from the tees that we were playing from that day the the um fairway juts out over into the left into the water on that side so it's actually wider there and then your ball is going to kind of trickle down the chute a little bit but even if your ball you know you land it in that fairway and you get a left hop you're not in trouble because you got room down there on the side so it's one of the it's one of those holes where like it is visually intimidating while you're on the tee but if you just think it through is kind of like these are my yardages that i normally play this is how i normally hit the ball you'll find out that there's a lot more room on that hole than you were thinking
0: there was i really like 18 as a finishing hole because basically what i think 14 15 16 and even kind of 17 you're not so much in the woods and then all of a sudden it kind of brings you back into the woods for the tee shot you have these cool rock formations along the hole on the right side i don't really remember about the left
1: the left is kind kind of yeah the left is just like it's kind of a hill with trees on it
0: yeah yeah, and isn't it? If if I remember correctly, it's kind of a blind tee shot almost, right?
1: Yeah, so the hole actually goes up and slightly to the right, but then the green is tucked down to the left, so it's almost like and a there's little like a pond serpentine. or like a swamp. Yeah, there's a little like pond swamp waste area right in front of the uh, green, which actually where that pin was stuck that day. Um, that pond it was back in, left, right? Yeah, it came into play a lot, like especially if you know like we said, because the hole went slightly to the right, if your tee shot, you know, you kind of took the safe route and ended up towards that left side, you were hitting directly over to pond. And honestly, you were, it was pretty much a straight carry to the pin. There was no real landing area short or anything. So it was definitely very tucked and protected down there. And if you're long, like past the fringe, past the first cut, on that green, it actually goes downhill behind it. So now you got to hit up and over a hump yeah. to a green that's sloping down to that pond and get your ball to stop. So, like, yeah, long's a bailout, but it's not an easy one, that's for sure. Speaking of finishing hole, like it was very hot the day we played, but if you're out there on like a nice day that's not super hot, the deck that is out behind the bar and restaurant there that overlooks 18th hole just looks like an absolutely incredible spot to spend an afternoon like if you play a more if you play a morning round and then afterwards go up there grab lunch grab some beers sit out on that patio you can lose four hours real quick sitting out there because it's just it's a oh, great for sure. view and you get to watch everyone the finishing f- on 18 food was good draft list was good
0: yeah food was great yeah. Yeah, yeah, the draft list was awesome too Yeah, I, t- I honestly forgot about that I had a lunch, I had a main lunch yeah. During, lunch. Um, lunch, the, during the, lunch The lunch was awesome Like The sandwiches that I had Or the sandwich that I had was great It sounded like everybody else liked their sandwich I will say that like a lot of people rave About the food there And I think that the dinner menu Looks pretty, like, pretty awesome And yeah, that's something we'll have- that I would love
1: Go ahead. We'll have to go back for a afternoon round and get yeah. dinner afterwards.
0: Yeah, because like, I, and especially I was looking at um one of the, I think the chef or something, he followed us on Instagram. So, you know, shout out there. Uh, I was looking on his Instagram and some of the pictures he was posting of some of the plates uh, at Zeke's looked really good. Like there was like some steak steak dinner or something and a few other things that I was like, whoo, that looks, yeah, that looks banging.
1: The, and the, the clubhouse is super cool. Like, uh, yeah. The bar is cool. The pro shop's cool. It honestly has a very, um, Tobacco Road feel, but it actually has a real restaurant inside. Like it's 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 a little cabin tucked down there in the woods, and uh, and by little I mean big ass cabin tucked in the woods. But it's very very fucking cool.
0: I mean, as a whole, the golf course, like you had said something earlier that almost reminded me of Tobacco Road, where it's like it, it. if you're aggressive, you get rewarded, um but you can also play it safe and there's always a safe option. Like the golf course itself kind of reminds me of Tobacco Road and then definitely just like the aesthetic of of that kind of like rustic, you know, almost like high-end blue collar golf course to what I was kind of yeah, talking like, about before. You know, Tobacco Road is kind of that and Crumpin yeah, was a, definitely that.
1: Yeah, it's very very polished and manicured but purposely has a rustic feel. It's just like you know, there's attention to detail and everything. They take care of everything. The carts. Hold on. Let's talk about those carts because you're sitting. Those OK, seats that's were like that was the least thrones. blue
0: collar fucking thing. That was Holy like bullshit.
1: I was trying to find the massage button in my freaking <laughs> seat on the cart because it was that fucking plush. I'm like, there's I no don't way think we ever got a like a
0: video it. or a picture of those carts or at least the seats, which is a little disappointing because yeah, those things were had, sick.
1: They literally each seat had its own bolsters, so it held you right in there. Like those things, that those were plush. That that was that was hilarious.
0: Do you think it's a golf course that you need to take a cart? Just because we talked about the ranch, where it's like not really a walking golf course. What do you think about Crumpin?
1: It's walkable, but I honestly would probably recommend a cart on it, just because um, I think that you're going to get a little bit more out of playing and just like focusing on playing and kind of zipping around, but it's total, it's much more walkable walkable. than the ranch. Yeah. 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 Like there's no, you
0: don't, you don't, I can't really recall any long distances in between T and green. Maybe, maybe a couple holes on the back, but on the front, I think everything is pretty, pretty close to each other for the most part. And there's, there's definitely some elevation change. It's nothing, nothing like the ranch. Nothing super crazy, but definitely a walkable golf no, I mean, like, course.
1: Your your walk from like seventh green to eighth tee is a little bit of a walk, and it's straight uphill. And there's a few other like that, but overall, I think it's it's walkable if you want to walk it. Um, and the I mean, one of the greatest things is like they truly take full experience into it they're not hammering tee times off one right after another they're no. leaving plenty of space to let you get out there enjoy the round and with little to no interference and i think just overall how that course is ran is just absolutely perfect it's amazing i mean it's the freaking ranger in was
0: running around it was wicked hot out and he was handing out yeah. water bottles like he, we yeah. thought we're like oh we're gonna get yelled at because we we had actually <laughs> There's a story about the drone, which maybe we'll save for another time. But we're like, oh, we're getting yeah. yelled at. And he's like, oh, here's some water. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Thank you. But uh, no, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, and then the the starter and the first tee is giving us recommendations on how to play the first hole. And I yeah? honestly think if we kept talking to him, he probably would have given us recommendations on how to get our way around the whole entire course. Like everyone was just there for the experience. It's like, a, you know, a little piece of Disney World or something up there.
0: It's a hit. That is for sure, like a hidden gem in New England. Like probably
1: the best one. It's currently my favorite New England course.
0: I would I would agree. I would I would have to agree with you. I don't I don't know that there's any other ones that come to mind other than that one at this current time.
1: Yeah. No. That that one. It's it's a little it's a little slice of it's you know own unique. Just absolutely pure golf experience.
0: Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about today? I think that's about it. Yeah. I agree. Just uh just a New England pod this week. Octoberfest New England and pod. two and two. Don't New forget England? to
1: register because when those freaking uh, foursomes are sold out, like that's it. We're not overselling this event because no. we do not want three groups on every fucking tee like we want it to play nice we want to have a good experience and we're looking fun looking forward to having fun and partying with you all out on the freaking course and afterwards um you know for the buffet and all of that like it's gonna be a real real good time
0: yeah we we do have a cap um like justin said we're not just throwing a ton of groups out on each hole like we do understand that The course may play kind of slow, slower than like an average round, obviously with a tournament, but we don't want it to be like a six hour round. That is not what we want this tournament to be. We want people to have fun, um, eat great food, drink, 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 good drinks um, and just have a good time. So definitely if you're thinking about signing up, like hop on that as soon as possible, because we do anticipate this selling out. And also, if
1: you if you have someone in your foursome that's not huge into beer, um, we are going to have the we will the have options out yes. there. So there is going to be options for you. Don't think it's literally. only I also beer wouldn't be October shocked Fest if food. there
0: is a certain brewery that brings something other than beer. Interesting. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I wouldn't be All shocked. right. All right. I think I know what you're
1: talking about. We'll have to see if uh, those boys are hooking that up maybe we'll have to ask
0: now because
1: (laughs) all right but yeah sign up don't miss out and uh we'll talk to you in the next one